You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville podcast. Real people, real problems, real success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. Friday, heck, I don't even know what the date is. I haven't been keeping track. I've been so busy with everything. It feels like it's month in, but it's not. It's the 18th. So we have a huge Memorial Day coming up. Should be a blast for all of us. Remember what Memorial Day is for. It's not all about the cooking out. It's about remembering. So make sure that you take the time to do so. But also on the same token, enjoy your Memorial Day. Be safe out there with the family. Have a good time. But like I said, let's not forget what it stands for. Anyways, I wanted to do kind of a run-in podcast from something that we talked about in my networking meeting this morning, uh, and that's getting out of your comfort zone. You know, a lot of us say, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, and we have a plan of attack. We have a way that we want to do it. We know how we can get there. We know the things that we need to do, but then we hit rejection one time or we hit failure once, and we go back into our shells like a hermit crab. And we say, ah, that was scary. That was too hard. I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to proceed forward. I don't want to feel like that again. You know, that feeling when you're sitting there and you're getting ready to, to give a presentation or something and you have that tingling feeling in your chest, your, your arms are shaking, your palms are sweating. You're not sure if you're going to do well. You're swallowing hard. You're sweating like you just ran a quarter mile butt naked in the Death Valley Desert. I know that feeling all too well because I've been there all too often. Most of you don't know this, but I had a horrible time breaking into public speaking. Uh, The first real occasion that I can remember was back when I applied with a company uh, called Century Lending. I was a wholesale account executive for the company, company, and it was a huge company. Uh, I had to do a presentation in front of about a dozen people. It was nerve-wracking. I mean, you want to talk about... I, I was young, and I thought I was going to have a stroke right then and there because it was just so nerve-wracking for me. And as soon as I cracked a joke and said, I feel like I'm doing an audition for American Idol or something, uh, the crowd laughed, and I broke into my normal mode of the entertainer, so to speak, You know, having a good time, making it what, what it was supposed to be like. And they said, I crushed it. Whether I actually crushed it in a good way or crushed it as in the way you would crush a soda can to smash that shit up and throw it away, uh, you know, that, that's one thing I'll never know. But I remember after that having another public presentation I had to give as being one of the top producers for a former mortgage company I worked for. And I'm having to give this presentation in front of all the big managers and the owner and CEO, CFO, all the big dogs. And I was nervous as can be until I broke the ice with a joke. So we talk about the comfort zone. You know, what is it for most people? It's that limitation. It's that fear to do things that are unusual to us. Let's face it. Most of the time when you do something for the first time, it's nerve-wracking. It's uncomfortable. You don't want to do it. You don't know what the outcome's going to be. Most of all, you don't want to fail. Let's face it, most people don't think, do things because they don't want to fail. They don't want to be made fun of. They don't want fingers pointed at them. They don't want to be laughed at, whatever the case may be. That cripples a lot of us in pursuing our dreams. 
when we sit there and think of the things that we want to do, you know, hey, I want to get up there. I want to be a big speaker. I want to be like Tony Robbins. You know, I want to do all this. But, man, speaking in front of all those people, that's scary. How's he do it? Well, Tony's done it a million times. I mean, he's, it's his career. He's excellent at it. But I'm sure that he didn't open up from the beginning and say, you know what, this is what I'm really good at, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush it every time I'm on stage. You look at some of the good coaches out there, some of the famous coaches, some of the people that have accelerated and made things with their lives. They started off at a certain level and gradually progressed to the next level and continued to grow. I've watched some of my idols and some of the people that I follow, I've watched them grow. You know, they continue to build and continue to do things that are uncomfortable for them. And they continue to move forward. Now, what makes them more successful than somebody else? Well, obviously, the first thing is is they're getting out of their comfort zone. So they know that whatever actions they do, it's going to have a better result as long as they just do it. And if you fail this time, the next time you do it won't be as bad as the last time. Why? We have practice. You know, Michael Jordan didn't become the greatest basketball player that ever lived and I don't, you LeBron fans out there are like, oh, he's not. Yes, he is. Stop lying to yourself. He didn't become that way from going out on the court when it was time to play ball, playing his game, packing it up, and then going home and, and waiting until the next time that it was time to play ball again. He practiced over and over and over and over. And if you listen and read some of the things that he has said in the past, his biggest competitor was him because he wanted to be better, stronger, faster than he was the time before. That same thing goes for all of us. If you do something and you fail or if you do something and do an okay job or let's say you do a great job, hopefully the next time around it's better than it was the time before. We're always sharpening our skills. We will never master, completely master something without sharpening your skills over and over and over. I read something on Facebook today, one of the comments, the guy said, you know, once you've done it for about 10 years, then you will master your trade. And that's interesting to me because here's one thing I know about doing something over and over. If I'm a loan officer and I do one deal a month over the next 10 years worth of time, that's a lot of deals when you compound them over a 10-year period. But am I a master at it if the guy or girl sitting next to me does 10 deals a month for a five-year period? Who's the better person at that point? Who's gotten more practice in? Who's hit more scenarios? who's had more odd situations pop up, who's had their hands in more deals to gain the experience. See, the the marker of, oh, 10 years, you're a master now, that doesn't mean shit. I've talked to agents out there, they're like, I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm like, wow, 30 years, and you've done nine deals, you're fucking knocking the cover off the ball. You know, the fact of the matter is time doesn't mean anything. It's the effort that goes into it. It's the getting out of the comfort zone to get that effort, to get to the next level, to do the next thing, to be ahead of the game. In the meeting today, one of the the members that were there, 
said she had recorded her first Facebook Live video. And it sounded like it went pretty good. She was nervous like most people were. You know, doing something like that outside of your comfort zone is nerve-wracking. There's no question about it, especially a Facebook Live video. Let's face it. Everybody has the opportunity to watch you fail. And that's some of the reason why some people tune in. Just like NASCAR. Nobody watches them to go in circles. They watch it for the accidents. A lot of people will tell you that. Whether that's the truth for the masses, I don't know. Maybe people like to watch shit go in circles. Who knows? It's not my thing. I'm just repeating what I've heard over time. But the fact of the matter is she did it. And that's step one. Because if I tell you right now, man, I really want to do a Facebook Live video. Your response should be, then do one. Let's do it right now. Johnny Fowler, Greg Peckman, Brian Stevens, those guys are down in Palm Coast, Florida. I should be there with you guys. I miss you guys. But they're down there teaching realtors the same thing, how to get out of their comfort zone, how to do something a little bit different. And you know why? Because we are in a world where there's bunches of people wearing blue hats. And we talk about the ways we want to stand out and how we're different and how we're better than other people and how we're going to accelerate this. But in order to do that, you have to be the person that stands out, the person willing to take risk, the person willing to put on a yellow hat and a sea full of blue hats. Those of you that listen to this podcast consistently has heard me say that before. You have to be the person that's willing to do what your competition isn't. This way you're able to do what your competition can't. I've spent years building a brand to be made fun of throughout the way. You know, I've got pretty thick skin. But, you know, you, you, when you think about it and people are like, oh, I could do that, blah, blah, blah. Really? No, why don't you? Why haven't you? Where you at now? You know, some are just poking fun because that's what friends do. We poke fun at each other. But there's some seriousness that goes with it too. And over the years of trials and failures and disappointments and exhausting and spending money and losing money and doing all this other stuff, now I'm at a point where I can confidently teach people how to do what it is that has taken me years to build. Now, my... Branding is not a household name, but if you're listening to this podcast, it's your household name that you recognize, and I'm fortunate for that. It's something I've worked very hard for, and to have that little bit of recognition means a ton. When I get that text message, hey, I saw someone wearing your shirt at the the gym today, that feels great. It, it says two things. One person supporting my brand, the other person recognized it. That's meaningful. That's impactful. That helps me continue to scale, continue to grow. You know, a lot of times our biggest enemy and our biggest crippling factor is ourselves. Oh, my God, if I get up and I do this and I, and I stutter or I say, uh, or I say, uh, or anything like that, what are the people going to do? Are they going to laugh at me? Are they going to make fun of me? And in all reality, those people are just there to hear you and hear what you have to say. Because in the case like I'm using in this example, you're the expert. If you weren't, you'd be sitting in the crowd listening to somebody else give the presentation you're giving. What about the hesitation to pick up the phone? We all know a person like this, or we all have been this person. You get a lead, 
you look at it, and you're like, fuck. Man, I don't know if I can call this person. Hell, I can barely pronounce their name. I don't, I mean, I don't want to do it. Then you start looking for reasons not to. Oh, man, this, there's no way this email could be real. What did Betty Boop at 12345 at yahoo.com? There's no way this could be real. This is fake. I'm going to move on to the next one. Let me call one of my buddies up. But you have somebody that has a want and need right there. You may pick up the phone and they may not answer. Or how about the person that picks up the phone and you rush that person off the phone? You want that person to not want to buy from you so bad, you speed them off the phone. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 we can't help you. Okay, yeah, yeah, on to the next guy. We've all been there. It's that nervous feeling when you're walking into the unknown. Not everybody's going to pick up the phone on the other end and be like, hey, how's it going? Thanks so much for calling me. I've been looking forward to your call. The truth is most people are going to pick up the phone and say, what do you want? I'm not interested. Fuck off. Take my number off your list. Don't call me again. That's not, I did not apply. Lose my information. I'm calling the police. Come on, we've heard it all. Haven't we? And if we haven't heard it, I'd love to hear it because I've heard so much fucked up shit over the years that something refreshing would be great. But let's face it, we've heard it all. Humans are programmed to respond to things a certain way. Just like people are programmed when somebody says, hey, you want a mortgage? Yeah, sure. What's your interest rate? How many people actually understand what interest rate is, what it means, what it does, how it impacts your payment, how other factors have the same impact, if not a greater impact than an interest rate? What if I could sell you one loan at 5.5% another loan at 5%, but the one at 5.5% was cheaper than the one at 5%? Does that make sense? Not to the average person. No, it doesn't. Because they don't understand the other factors that go into things like that. So that's where we as professionals educate. But in order to do so, we have to step out of our comfort zone. We have to stop and say, hey, I'm going to make this call. My palms are sweating, but that's okay. Sound like an Eminem song right now. My palms are sweating. (laughs) But it's true. We've all been there. I remember starting... One of my first days at a mortgage company, they sit me in front of a computer. Lord knows I know nothing about the program. It's an operating system, and there's leads there. And they're like, here you go. go make some calls. I'll talk to you later. I'm like, I'm going to call my buddy. But it became a time where I got so good at this, I would call people just for the challenge. I used to have a guy that I would call every single day. Owned a chemical company out in North Carolina. Would call this guy every single day. Why? Because he was a challenge right out of the gate. Let's get that uncomfortable feeling out. Let's get it gone. And he did every single day. How? And I would speak to him. He'd say, I told you yesterday I was not interested. And I would try to pitch him. And he wouldn't budge. This guy's chemical of choice may have been fuck off because that's the deal I got every time. He'd hang up the phone, I'd hang up the phone, and I'd say, talk to you tomorrow. Click. But it was fun. It got that feeling out, the discomfort. My no was out of the way. Now it was time to kill the day. I would make bets with people. Hey, the first person that picks up the phone, I am closing them. Now, here's the thing. Some of you listening to this says, ah, that's a scummy thing to do. You're going to close the next person you're talking to? 
What most people don't understand is as mortgage professionals, we a lot of times educate and do things for our clients that they can't do for themselves because they won't get out of their own way. I can't tell you how many clients I've had where I've saved them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a month, and they turn down the deal because they want to think about it. Now, let me ask you this. Whose fault's that? Is it the client's? Maybe. Chances are I didn't educate that person enough and didn't do what I had to do in order to get that person to the level where they were ready to make a buying decision based on factual information that I had provided to them. But none of that conversation would have taken place anyways had I not gotten out of my comfort zone. Being a crowd full of people, networking event, mixers, things like that, if you don't get out of your comfort zone and shake hands and say hellos and talk and everything else, guess what? Eventually you're going to fade into the crowd. People will almost avoid you because there's the kind of weird guy over there. Avoid him. He doesn't really talk a whole lot. Jeff and I were at a coffee shop earlier today, the Fainting Goat, out here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Let me tell you something. Mainstream coffee is overrated. If you are looking for a fantastic coffee shop in Spring Hill, Tennessee, the Fainting Goat is incredible. I myself had a Cuban something, something, something on ice, and it was phenomenal. I am not a coffee drinker by any means, but it was great. So if you're in the area, give them a shot. But it was funny because we're standing there and Jeff's, he's oogling over these coffee beans and these makers and blah, blah, blah. I was like, he's weird. Don't worry about him. And I jokingly said, but it's usually the weird people that you want to get to know more of, which it's true. If you're not overly weird, you can't be like stalker creeper, you know, hey, I saw you on Tinder and uh, uh, I saw you on Facebook too and uh, I noticed you from across the room and I just wanted to say hi. You can't be like that, obviously. But, you know, it's the, it's the people that take a weird liking in a certain things you think, and you're like, well, what is it about that thing that was so important to that person? And it's intriguing. Sometimes it's required to take a break from our cell phone and burying our face in a virtual reality that we have that fits in our palm and our pocket and engage with people in real life and laugh and joke and remember that we're all humans. See, because the funny thing is sometimes we get challenged as human beings to see, hey, do you have what it takes to do what what needs to be done in order to make it? Here's the thing, and I would hate to make this about mortgages and everything else. I don't want to bore you guys with that bullshit. You guys don't care about mortgages. But the market's changing, which means the people that have been riding for free have to get off the tracks. You have to make room for us bulldozers that are coming down because we're the ones that are going to succeed. Why? We got out of our comfort zone. We picked up the phone and made the dials. We put in the work, the branding, the relationships. You know, the big difference is is I'm not out there chasing realtors day in and day out to try to fill a book of business in hopes to get one deal per year out of each person. Instead, I'm out there to make friends with people, to laugh, to have a good time, to have loyal, fruitful relationships with people. Because at the end of the day, that's where the loyalty starts anyways. Isn't it more beneficial to have something like that? But if I never got out of my comfort zone, where would I be? I'd still be at the same place doing refinances, 
wondering where my next paycheck's going to be. I wouldn't even have this podcast. Most of all, I wouldn't have the friends that I have in this industry. I can literally pick up and go to any state in just about any part or region of any state and have a friend there. A real friend, not a bullshit. Hey, yeah, that's my buddy. He's on Facebook. I've never seen him in person, but him and I, we go way back. You know, his sister PMs me. Not relationships like that. Relationships where I've actually had dinner with these people and hung out with them and drank a cold beer with them or whatever, ran a scenario past them. Real fruitful relationships. I got a buddy of mine up in Birmingham, Michigan. Got me a killer deal on some framing work and stuff. I mean, just an insane hooked it up, took care of me. I am forever grateful to this man. And that person and I, you know, we, we've got to hang out and we've had really, really good conversations and there's a genuine care about each other when we talk. That's the type of relationships I'm talking about. Because I remember one of the times we all went to dinner, the tables got filled and him and I sat at a bar by ourselves and we never picked up our phone and said, hey, you know, I got to look at Facebook because it's been like 30 minutes and I'm fiending right now. I'm fucking shaking and I got to check out Facebook. Just hold on one second and I'll talk to you. Instead, we sat there and had a fruitful conversation about each other's families and growth and everything else. Getting out of that comfort zone. Anyways, I have wasted enough of your guys' time today. Not really wasted, but hopefully you found something great out of this. I'm always here to help. That's the whole reason behind this podcast. It's not, you know, I don't make money off this thing. I don't do anything crazy like that, but I have a giving spirit and I like to help people. So those of you that are listening, do me a huge favor because the support is always great. And I really have to get out of my comfort zone and continue these things and I'll continue them either way. Let's face it. But if you're listening and you know of somebody that should hear this podcast, share it with them. Please subscribe. I don't get famous or popular. They're not going to be like, hey, check this dude out from Spring Hill, Tennessee. He has his own podcast. He's got 95 followers. He's fucking amazing. That's not going to happen. But show me a little bit of support and do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Be safe out there. Be careful. Watch out for other people. Watch out for your children. Thank God for everybody that stood to protect this amazing country. And remember, when Memorial Day comes around, remember who we're thankful and grateful for. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville Podcast. Episodes air Mondays at 6 and Fridays at 5. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe.